I'm on the way home from work. I get off the expressway. I'm at the top of the ramp. I'm waiting on the light. I'm starting to turn right, look and left so I don't get T-boned. Bam, right under a school bus. Right? Holy shit. I'm like, man, this sobriety thing really ain't for me now. You know? Because I'll admit it. I, I put my car, dinged it a few times when I was drinking, but I never drove my shit under no school bus. Right? Oh my God, what the hell's going on here? And I look up in the storefront there, and uh, it's damn liquor store. And like the bus driver, he was a little pissy about it, you know? Because I, when I saw it was a liquor store, I let out a little bit of a laugh, like, oh, Jesus, you know, like, go figure. And he's like, you think this is funny? I'm like, I'm like, would you believe it's my 90th day sober? And he goes, well, that shit ain't working now, is it? Right? To the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan, and each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to debauchery and storytelling when it comes to uh, drinking. And this week's theme is actually the opposite, recovery, or AA, yeah. or sobriety, or whatever yep. you want to uh, you want to sober call it. Sober curious. Sober curious, the whole it is, world. It is sober October. Yeah, is that what it is, sober October? I love that's what I love I mean, about this. What, I mean, I love when they have, yeah. they have you have to nickname and jazz it up to get people to accept <laughs> it. You know, like it's a Friday, dry January, sober October, sober curious. You know, all kinds of games. Just talking. Hey, you know, I'm just playing along. It's for charity. You know, seeing what we can do. It's yeah. it's just a fun like. Uh, <laughs> it's just like to uh, not give yourself. You know, it gives yourself permission, and, I, and I, it's a whole thing of. Uh, Sober October and just like <clears throat> dabbing their toe into it. We'll get into that later on. Also, yeah. the details too. Is it's it's just so funny. Just like just to see if I have a problem, you know. Just want to see if I can uh, yeah, wrap prove, it up. Prove yeah. I don't. <laughs> prove I don't. You know, just take a month off. Like like that proves anything. Like just take like, thirty days. Well, yeah, and you don't. I mean, you don't do that with anything else. No. You know, unless you have like like it's like I don't have to worry about if I have a problem. With killing people by like like seeing <laughs> yeah. you know well I punched a guy and I didn't enjoy it right. so I now know I don't have a problem with that you know like you you only the fact that you're debating about if you have a problem or not probably is an implication <laughs> right <laughs> that you have a problem it's also a pretty big slap in the face of uh, alcoholism uh, being known as a disease because <laughs> there's not too many there's not too many other diseases where people just dabble in the medicine. Of that, which is like sobriety, you know. No, no one's just no one's chemo curious, if you will. No one's just like, ah, I just want to see, you know. I'm gonna go to the tanning salon, put my arm in there, burn that for a little bit, just yeah. to see, just to see if I like what I what you do to, to survive. That I'm gonna do, but that's with also, the curiosity that go ahead. The, the curiosity that I like even more, and I've noticed this a lot with you. You know, you yeah. you've, you've you're now what two years sober? Three Going years, on three or three something years, like that. Over three years. Three something. years. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> and I love when we when we <laughs> when we hang out. Yeah. 
is how curious people are about you. Right. You know, and yeah. all the questions you get. Um, yeah. When it's you know, right, like when that, it, that is my favorite. Right. Curiosity. When, it's, when it's our group of people, when we're heavy drinkers like that, uh, it's not people that are curious about something. They're curious about just the whole world. Like it's like a, like I just came back from you know overseas or something. Like like a uh, yeah. <laughs> like a pilgrimage. Okay. Now, all right. First of all, I had people like, like I said this earlier that they treat it like a job interview. Like they're like, okay. Now you're no alcohol, you say, right? All right. Now, do you see your, where do you see yourself in five years with this? Is, is this a plan you want to go down? Is this a ten year thing? I'm like, I don't know. You're Who's just, making you right. do this? Like, do you have a boss that you get in trouble? Is this, you know. Yeah. Who do you report to with this? Yeah. <laughs> and I also had uh, when I was recently, but it's 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 always back <clears throat> in Chicago a lot, definitely for sure. Because mm-hmm. um, they don't understand. Because it's hard for them to comprehend it, which I get. You know. They, sure. they think it's a magic trick too, like like because I'll still go to bars, you know, obviously, and these guys uh-huh. and, and be like, okay, so you're gonna you're gonna go into Galway, you're gonna tolerate all these people <laughs> all night. I, you're gonna I love that because they do that a lot, which is an indirect, like hilarious assessment of their own friends because right. they'll say stuff like, and you can tolerate. Your friends sober. You're, you're yeah. able to do that. You're able to go to a party and enjoy those people in your life yeah. sober. This is all fine to you. Okay, let's see it. I'm ready to see it. Because I couldn't do that. I couldn't hang out with my friends sober. Which is funny because when I do go to a bar and like the people that know I'm not drinking, it's fine, you know. But sometimes it, I'll blend in at a bar because drunks won't notice. Sometimes mm. they won't notice what you're drinking. But, sure. but then if they do notice... You know, they feel like they've been betrayed, and you really, and you've really been lying to them. You've been like, you've been lying. I've been, you're not an asshole this whole time. Like you've not been an idiot. <laughs> I've been saying racist right. things. I've been saying things that yeah, I they, thought would be forgotten into the other. Yeah, I thought this was all you're the retaining everything record, right. over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is bullshit. You don't believe Bob Seger is the greatest rocker of all time at all, do you? You were just a, it was all fraud. <laughs> But recently, speaking of Galway Bay, I stayed, stayed with our good friend Nolan, uh, the owner of the bar, who is in the most recent, one of the most recent episodes of Blackout mm-hmm. Diaries. And he's always funny because I, um, he asked me questions about it, and like, he could tell he's just worried, curious about. It. He's, you know, he, he goes off and off and on the wagon for, for, for a couple of times, you know, a couple of times. But yeah, he was he was asking me, he goes, all right, serious, serious, serious question, serious question, like what? Okay, so what goes on here? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, look, it's like, <laughs> he goes, what do you do during a day? Like, what do walk you, me through a day. Yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah, he's like, walk me through a day. What, what, what is, seriously, he's going, seriously, he keeps going, seriously, seriously. You wake up, what is there to do if you're not drinking? What is there to do? I'm like, well, I'm like, actually, no, the, it's quite the opposite. I'm like, I do a lot more things, you know, because I don't drink, you know, like, I, or at least want to do it. But when you're drinking, like, that's the most important thing. He's like, oh, really? Okay, I don't know. I don't see how that, how that could be, but uh, you know, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go for a walk, and it's literally we had this conversation, and this is on the couch. And I was going for a walk, and I had to do a couple errands, or whatever. And he calls me like ten minutes later. I don't, I don't know if he had any recollection that we had this conversation <laughs> because because he was still drunk from the night before. He's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm on a walk. I just talked to you. You know, we're on a walk. Ah, oh, bring me back a box of wine if you're out. Bring me back a fucking box of wine. <laughs> I'm like what? I'm like I'm on a walk. All right, bring me back, and I did. And he's like, so I'm like, see, no, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is what you want to do today. This is what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's great. And he's right, but you know, <laughs> it's like he just explained what the, <laughs> the answer to that question was right there. It was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, 
uh, a lot of people, like their productivity. I wonder if that would be the scariest thing about Sober October for some people. Yeah. Like if, like a lot of the hard drinkers I know, like I'm actually afraid to see what I could accomplish <laughs> in a month <laughs> yeah, without I alcohol. Mean, right, it does make you feel. Especially, you know. Yeah, the people that get bad hangovers or that are just useless the next day. Sure, no, know? it makes you regret too. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I could have been, I could, I could have done something with this life. Boy, did I really, <laughs> <laughs> I really uh, threw some things away, didn't I? Um, <laughs> uh, pardon me. Um, you know, it's funny though. About the the opposite end of that is it takes away excuses though too. Like if you forget yes. someone's name or forget something bad about <laughs> it, you know, or whatever, like you have no excuse. Oh, they can say, "Oh, I was drunk. I don't remember." And I can say, "Well, you just weren't that interesting to me. I just flat out <laughs> forgot." <laughs> Like, there's there's no there's nowhere I can turn to. I just I just yeah. don't. Know. I'm just late because I don't care about your party. You know? I mean, right? <laughs> you don't have a good built-in excuse, which is good. But yeah, and I, have- yeah, I said something rude because I just don't think highly of you. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. that's why I said it. I'm sorry. You know? Yeah, they almost need to find a new drug that can give you mm-hmm. all the excuses of alcohol without any of the um, like the bad side effects. Sure. That's why I didn't come completely You know, like, there isn't really a drug. Maybe Coke. Maybe you could say, like, on cocaine. (laughs) Cocaine, you could definitely let you act like an asshole. Yeah, you could definitely be an asshole. And if you're doing (laughs) cocaine, and I like to say, if you're doing cocaine and not drinking, you're quite quite the sociopath. Like, that's that's a very weird combination. I mean, I think the only legitimate way to do that is, like, uh, on you're actively like you're in those old stock exchange pits like screaming orders <laughs> right, or yeah. something like it's the only place you should do coke without alcohol i know otherwise you're just sitting at a party listening to your heartbeat for a couple hours <laughs> like there's just no balance whatsoever <laughs> it's so funny um a lot of this happened during the pandemic, as we say to people of uh, sobriety, that is. I am, I am people reevaluated people. their relationship yeah. with alcohol during the pandemic, and they either went completely off the rails one way or right. a lot of people, um, like uh, the comic we're about to have on, um, gave it up during the pandemic. Jared Logan, who we uh, just had on the show, gave it up during the pandemic, yeah. too. I was also one yeah. of them, and because uh, now it has been three years, that's for sure. Because it got because it got so intense where it's just like okay well this is going yeah. <laughs> like you said it's only going one way or the other right now <laughs> yeah and then you came out of it and then uh, and then of course you you start off as a temporary and then and I'm like well let's just see see how this uh, goes out then it gets interesting to you like well I've I've tried the other one for a good forty years I know how that works I know how that works <laughs> I know the success that yields <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we get this going. So now we have a uh, comic, he said, and and a man who works in waste management, he said, as well. Oh, yeah. I can't wait yeah, to get this, this story. Is, this guy's hilarious. Yeah, this is exactly what, this is the kind of person the show was created mm-hmm. for, Chicago Waste Management Associate. Yeah. Uh, he approached me about doing the show um, uh, a few months ago, and he said, yeah, I just basically have a story about terrible timing. I yeah. quit drinking right before the pandemic hit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is bad timing on him. He's like, well, see, if I went to him, I'd be like, see, this is what happens. When you tell me to stop drinking, <laughs> this is what happens. There's a world pandemic. Society collapses. Right. <laughs> so Brian Diaka is his name, or I think that's how he pronounces it. Brian Diaka. All right, Brian Diaka. It's got to be Diaka. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll find out after his story. We're going to give him an interview, and we're going to hear an amazing story about Brian Diakov quitting before the pandemic and then getting to even more of a world of a mess. So without further ado, <laughs> here's Brian Diakov. All right. Welcome, welcome. Uh, a lot of you guys are drinking. That's good. Uh, weed people. Weed people representing in here. All right. Very nice. You know, weed-free state. I like that. Um, anybody in recovery besides myself? Uh, April 27th, that just passed three years, five months, no alcohol. Alcohol free. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Thank you. Appreciate it. It hasn't been easy, though. I decided to quit right when the pandemic started, right before it. Right, and that's just another bad decision made by long-term alcohol abuse. <laughs> right, right, like what the hell? You know, like, cause people were getting depressed and drinking more, I'm like, man, I'm really missing my window of opportunity. <laughs> I've been training my whole life for this event, you know, and I'm missing it, you know? And people kept coming up to me, like, did you ever find yourself drinking more? And I'm like, yeah, every day for like 30 years, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's why I'm in the club. Right? You go on the list, that's on the checklist. Right? Everyday alcoholic, come on now. <laughs> but if you're not familiar with the program, what they got is a term called getting your 90 and 90. That's when you go in and you try and get 90 meetings to start off in 90 days. You know, and it's not the easiest thing in the world, but I managed to do it. And then on my 90th day, I'm on the way home from work, I get off the expressway, I'm at the top of the ramp, I'm waiting on the light, I'm starting to turn right, look and left so I don't get T-boned, bam, right under a school bus. Right, holy shit. I'm like, man, this sobriety thing really ain't for me now, you know? Because I'll admit it, I, I put my car, dinged it a few times when I was drinking, but I never drove my shit under no school bus, right? Oh my God, what the hell's going on here, you know? But what had happened was, was the school bus stopped for railroad tracks, you know? So now, you know, instead of my premiums going up for drunk and driving, it's just going up for stupidity, you know? Because I wasn't paying attention, apparently, you know? But we get the car off into the curb lane, you know? And I look up in the storefront there, and uh, it's a damn liquor store. <laughs> Holy shit! Like, here's the demon juice, right? Come back! Having a bad day, buddy? Come back and get it. You know, I'm like, no, I can't. You know? And like the bus driver, he was a little pissy about it, you know? Because I, when I saw it was a liquor store, I let out a little bit of a laugh, like, oh, Jesus, you know? Like, go figure. And he's like, you think this is funny? I'm like, I'm like, would you believe it's my 90th day sober? And he goes, well, that shit ain't working now, is it? Right? Right? And I was uh, looking at the wreckage, I'm like, oh my God, you know, at least I'm sober, you know? At least that's the saving grace. And then I started looking, you know, at the bus, and there was no kids on the bus. And I was like, damn, what a letdown, you know? I feel real disappointed. You know, you're sober and you put your car under a school bus, at least let there be some kids on there, right? That's a freebie, right? You're getting a freebie, a free pass. Right? But, you know, weird stuff happens when you quit. 
weird stuff happens when you quit drinking. Like, my friends stopped talking to me, you know? I was like, what? All those times I was an ass and insufferable, like, that was fine, but now I'm not drinking, right? You'd have thought it'd been another way around. And then finally, I got him at a party. I'm like, hey, what's the problem here? I'm the weird guy now? You know, I'm not cool enough to hang out with you guys? You know, and they're like, no, you want to know what's weird? I said, yeah. And they're like, you're at this party here right now with us, and you're not wearing pants, and you're totally sober. That's, that's the problem. And I'm like, well, I was just trying to better myself, you know? I'm in AA now. You know, I didn't want to be the guy who kept getting drunk and passing out at the parties, and then their friends put their you know, junk in his face and put that out on social media. I didn't want to be that guy anymore. It never worked out for me. <laughs> you know, but and then people ask you questions. They're like, do you, do you miss it? Do you ever miss drinking? I'm not, it's not so much I miss drinking as I miss the surprises. You know? <laughs> right? Like, I would go home and, you know, every once in a while, I'd go on the home shopping network, you know? <laughs> And this is before Amazon, so it was six to eight weeks of delivery. It literally was a surprise. Like, holy shit, I got a big box on the front porch. The hell's in there? You know? But, you know, but the other thing is, like, you find out, like, people live their life vicariously through you if you're an addict or a drunk, you know, because they're... You know, they always want, you know, they think they're better than you. You know, you're the downtrodden, so you're just their personal entertainment center, right? And they'll come up to you at a party, and, you know, you're just standing there, and they'll be, slide up to you and be like, yeah, so you're not drinking anymore. How's that going for you? I got to tell you, not too good. Not too good, because I feel as an entertainer, I should still entertain them. So I'll make up something, right? And I'll just be like, oh, not good at all. Last week, I went out on a four-day bender, right? I was out in the farm fields driving through the corn, crashed my car into a barn, right? Woke up in jail. Sheriff tells me they got me on video making out with an alpaca. <laughs> right? Right? And, and now I'm losing my car. I totaled that. I got any restitution to the, you know, to the owner of the barn. I'm banned at all the petting zoos in six counties. Yeah. Hey, Jesus. But I'm fighting that alpaca charge, though. <laughs> and the reason why is because my lawyer said that your blood alcohol content was so high, you should have been legally dead. So if I'm legally dead, I can't be making out with an alpaca, can I? Doesn't make any sense. It's an easy case to win. Right? And more importantly, what the hell's going on with that alpaca mating out with a dead guy? That's ridiculous. Talk about somebody who should be banned from the pettings is that alpaca. What the hell? You know, but I grew up in a tough house. You know, you want to know it by looking at me? I grew up in a tough house. My mother, she was a devoted Catholic. My father, he was a devoted alcoholic. Right? So you can see the difference in ideologies. You know, my mother was always praying for forgiveness and shit, and my dad was praying to never run out of ice, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but we would go to church every Sunday, you know? And, and, but my dad never went. And I, I'm like, how come dad never has to go? My father said, he goes, because the church has nothing to offer me. 
And I, I'm like, I don't really don't think that's it. I think it's their stance against open alcohol during mass. You know, you can't be in a moment of silence pulling a couple beers out of the cooler and popping them open now, you know? Son of a bitch. But, like, when you go to church, like, for the first time when you're a kid and uh, you walk in, it's intimidating, especially in Catholic churches because they do them up pretty fancy. You know, you walk in and it's stained glass and, you know, a big crucifixion and marble and gold and wooden pews all over. And it's very intimidating if you're a kid. And I'm holding my mom's hand and I'm, I'm looking up and she looks down at me and says, Oh, what are you thinking about? And I'm like, I think they spent all the money on the decor. <laughs> yeah? I mean, what is that, hardware there? My sciatica, I don't know, you know? What is this, an hour time? <laughs> but one Sunday morning, we got up, and uh, we'd always have breakfast, and then we'd have to change and go to Mass. And uh, my mother's like, okay, meet us in the car, hurry up. And uh, me and my brother were coming down the stairs, and... Uh, I said, come on, Dad, go to Mass. He's like, I'm not going. I said, why not? And my brother said, because they don't serve scotch and water at Mass. <laughs> right? Now, I never thought my father as an agile man. But he sprang from that couch with the grace of a lion leaping from the tall grass in the Serengeti at a wildebeest passing by. And he jumped on my brother's back and sunk his talons in and spun his head around, grabbed him by the throat, and rolled into a death row. <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell's happening? Because this is my first mauling, you know. <laughs> and I, I was like, you know, I really don't want to pick sides in a domestic dispute. Maybe I'll just go out to the car. You know, I mean, that's bad, you know, in a domestic dispute, playing favorites like that. You know, because I would have held my brother while my dad was whipping his ass, you know. But I get out to the car, and then here comes my brother, all shook up, red face and everything from the beating he just got. And he gets in the car, and I, I look back, and I'm like, boy, dad really shook that hangover off pretty quick, didn't he? <laughs> all right, you guys, I really had a good time. Thanks for letting me entertain you. Thank you. All right, we're back. That was a hilarious Brian Dacre hey, telling you? a story about <laughs> good, and Brian Dacre's with yeah. us. We just heard your story about getting sober right before the pandemic yeah. and driving into a school bus. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> those three components are in different orders yeah, it, when you mix around. It wasn't the original chose, plan, you know. It right. happened. What are you going to do? But uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That day it happened. It did happen to be on my 90th day being sober, and amazing. Yeah, it, amazing. Because <laughs> uh, you know, if you listen to that, I mean, you know, that was something I was fortunate never to be in. Like I had that, you yeah. know, where that big accident or something, and uh, you know, did you have a 90 day? Did you have a 90 day chip in your pocket? No, I did not. Did, did no, you... I because oh. I was going. Uh, to the yeah. Meeting. Well, no, I got my 90 before the 90, but the day okay. they would give out the chips, I didn't make it to that. You know, that mm -hmm. was um, on a certain day. So I didn't make it to that. And I yet to go back to get that chip because 
after dealing with the car and everything because they totaled my car did you get those pictures i i saw the pictures so we didn't have the pictures when you performed but then you sent them to me later and it's amazing cj because they'll be on his car look yeah yeah, his car is completely totaled his his car looks like he drove it into a pole at 80 miles an hour the bus doesn't have a scratch on it my car (laughs) couldn't believe they totaled it (laughs) and and So like they, t- this happened at the beginning of the week, you know, and uh, the the insurance adjuster didn't get out to the place I had it towed to for like till closer to the end of the week, and then they mm-hmm. get the claim back, and then they call me literally like on a Friday and go, yeah, your car's totaled. We're sending you a check, you know. So now I got like a few days to figure out what I'm doing, like you know, because. And then I went and got a rent. Is this still during the pandemic? Did you have to buy a car during the pandemic? Well, this is like at the start of it and right before the actual where we started shutting down. This was in March. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And uh, was a bus, was a bus sitting there just underneath a bridge or something? No, it was. Uh, how- I got off the expressway at the top of the ramp, and there's a stoplight there. And uh, mm-hmm. I, as I was looking left, the bus had passed me. And I just started turning right, and I was looking to see for oncoming traffic still. And there's railroad tracks there, and the buses have to stop for the railroad tracks. And I never nah. put that, and I went right under the nah. back of it. Nah, you went right. You slid right yeah. underneath it. That, that would did the bus it. driver even know that? I, I I would feel like if you ran into a bus with you had a pretty small car. Like, did he even yeah, know that you had yeah. hit it immediately? And, you know, and I was oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and uh but i was fortunate there were no kids on the bus you know it, it just happened to be yeah. going to pick the kids up and uh right but you're fortunate because the kids would have been fine but they would have they would have roasted you oh, the entire absolutely. time for your driving. that's why you're yeah. very fortunate i only had one yeah. but you know the mean. bus driver was like he, he did get out and he goes how, how did you not see me? That was his first question. It wasn't like, are you all yeah. right or anything? It's got to be the first question yeah. of every bus driver right. when I'm they a, get I'm hit. I'm a bus. Yeah. What, how did you not <laughs> yeah, see me? Yeah, big right. yellow thing right in front of you. you how did you miss uh-huh. that? <laughs> uh, that's why when you say, when, that's why like, when that happens, you have to make a claim like, not only am I sober, but this is my 90th day yeah. of sobriety. I mean, this is actually a big thing. Like, you have to make a big thing or they just won't believe yeah. you. And I swear I haven't drank anything yeah. today. Come yeah. on. No, I, I have the paper. <laughs> yeah. I, have the, I have the documentation to prove it, yeah, too. Absolutely. And, like, it just kept getting more, I don't know, how a regular great storyline would go because it wasn't my actual normal exit, the one they were working on the track crossing right there. So I had to go down one more. And so... Mm. You know, this mm-hmm. is like 111th of Monterey right off, you know, 57 there. And when I get into the curb lane off the tracks, you know, and I'm in there, it's there's a liquor store right there. I mean, can you believe that? Like, oh, my God, this is here, here, here. <laughs> yeah. 90th day sober, smashing new bus. A lot of people, right. I was going to say, a lot of people get signs that they need to get sober. You are getting signs that you need to go back to drinking. Right? And that's how <laughs> you know? right. like, maybe this is not for me. This is not for me. <laughs> yeah, you're getting God drops, if you right? will, for, as they say in, in the program. <laughs> to say, you know what, maybe yeah, this is not my lifestyle yeah. that I need to be chosen. I, I've obviously made wrong well, decisions. I, I definitely, this is the sign. <laughs> this is the sign. But, uh, you know, it, that, Where were you? Uh, 
I was going to ask, where were you heading to uh, when I you had this? Or did you from, you know, oh. my, my day ended at work. So I was trying to get home and yeah. Gotcha. And you work in um, waste management, right? Yeah. Uh, streets and sand and yeah. the West loop, you know, a lot of, uh, Street and sanitation. There's a less mafia way to say it, Sean. <laughs> you know, I uh, hosted the other night up at this place up in uh, Rogers Park, the Glenwood. And uh, uh-huh. I'm introducing uh-huh. this one comic. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy. I don't know if I should talk, say anything bad about him. He's He's got one of those Sicilian names, mafia type names. You know, but I'm sure he's got a job in streets and sand, right? That's immediately where we go. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Cusimano was the guy's name. Tell me that's not like a perfect name for that type of ring rack. That's a perfect name. Well, I feel like everybody in Streets and Sands, I mean, you have a pretty ethnic name too. Like, I feel like it's just probably all characters all right. with super Chicago yeah, with names. Good nickname names like Coos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, some of the best stuff, like, I, you know, groups of guys you get in with at work with the city, like, I mean, they're characters and it's just a show, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a fun time to, I miss so many of those because you move around, you know, different jobs and stuff, but you miss those good groups. Yep. I mean, they're really good ball busters and, you know, I bet now how does they're how, how, how do it too, you know, they just keep going. <laughs> How did they react when you uh, got sober with them over the pandemic like that? Because I know uh, we we discussed the, my friends in Chicago. They uh, you know they don't quite understand it, you know, and then they ask you a bunch of questions and they tell you reasons why they can't believe, like why you should have quit. They're like, "Wow, man, I can't believe you're going to quit." The guy who fucking passed out at a bar and woke up naked. I'm like, "Yeah, that's why I don't want to do anymore." Yeah. You know? How did these guys? <laughs> How did these uh, these guys with all the nicknames uh, handle you going sober? Uh, like my. Friends, you know, that I've been with and, you know, work people. I mean, I, I don't think any of them were surprised. You know, they're probably like, <laughs> you know, hey, you probably should have did this a while ago, you know. But, right. You know, stubborn, <laughs> just stubborn, you know, and you go on. So, but uh, it has been a weird transition in some parts because, you know, when you hear people go through the programs and they talk about, you, you really find out who your friends are and whatnot. You do, because I'll tell you what, it's been kind of weird. Like some of my friends say, oh, I feel uncomfortable. I don't care if you drink. I can't drink. But like that social aspect of just getting together, they feel so awkward right. now that they don't want to even kind of commiserate, you know, in a social thing. Sure, because you make them feel bad about themselves. That's all yeah. it is. They're just projecting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. The, and the program teaches you that with all their T-shirt slogans. They have a lot of slogans that make they make great, you know, Christmas cards like the the ones that matter don't mind and the ones that mind don't matter yeah. and things like that. You know, and then you're like, all right, well, great. Did you ever feel, AJ, <laughs> when like you? Were, I don't know what if you went to the meetings or whatever, but I mean, I went to the meetings uh-huh. and. Uh, you know, I mean, they were depressing, you know, because people are getting just venting, you know, so it's a sad situation yeah. for the most part. But, you know, I it wasn't the times I had. I met so many great people and, and you know, whether it was drinking or drugs and like, you know, when you're young, you're just carefree and stuff and you don't pay attention to what it may cost you in the end. You know, you're caught up in the moment, but. You know, I, I, I don't blame the times. It was just my uh, my own doing sure. what did me, you know, every, all the casualty collateral damage, so to speak, you know? Yeah. 
but then it's reassuring when you do go to those meetings. You hear the other stories, and like they're way crazier than anything you've been through. And you're like, <laughs> like, you feel like, well, I gotta, I gotta ramp my story up a bit. You kinda, Maybe I'm you, not even an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. then you gotta, then you gotta <laughs> like hearing these guys. I gotta punch up my story. Like some, sometimes I felt the the meetings were like, yeah, competitive. Like as far as storytelling sure. is like as it would go around the room, like somebody would talk about their troubles and misfortunes and stuff, and it was like people were just up in the ante as it went around. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you've only ruined one marriage, pal. <laughs> yeah. I've ruined yeah. three. You know, yeah. I've been to court. I've been in jail. Right. You know, I've been in the, what, people is, waking up in the, the government shut me down. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very healthy for people trying to uh, cure, fix a problem. You think you got it bad? Wait to hear me. Okay, great. <laughs> yes, we all have it bad. That's why we're here. Yeah. That's not helping. And, and you know, that's what uh, kind of going out, doing the different open mics and meeting all these people, the characters. It, it's kind of like being at the meetings in some way because. Oh, they're very similar. Oh, yeah. An open mic and an AA meeting yeah. are very similar. <laughs> there's a, there's a, <laughs> you don't know who these people are. They're telling these crazy yeah. stories. There's an element of danger to it. You don't know if, where they're coming from, what's going on. Go. Everyone's welcome. There's nothing right. we can do. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> it's an open sign up. They can, they have, they have the right to speak. Yeah. Tell your story. Go ahead. <laughs> Just don't make anyone else fear for their lives. And we'll have, then we'll have to have to get you, can ask you not to come back next, till, till at least next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Well, well Brian, yep. um, thank you so much for uh, joining us. That's a, a hilarious story, and we're glad we're able to make it work with your work schedule, where we could interview you. Uh, we want to have you back on the live show. What are some other ways where our listeners um, could see you in Chicago, or if they're that in that area, or I'm follow on, you on Instagram and Facebook? You know, so I mean, I usually post where I'm going for these open mics, but I do. I'm starting to get, you know get some hosting and little guest spots here and there. So I'm making my way, you know. Nice. Love it. And the street and sanitation route? You still (laughs) on that? Yeah, until I retire, yeah, pretty much. All right. I mean, you know, unless I get, you know, I missed that uh, one point, what, $7 billion ticket. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, real quick, do you you get tips during the holidays? What kind of, what's the best kind of tip you got? I don't get any tips. I'm working. Really? Oh, because we we were talking before you got on that um, my my neighbor tips all the sanitation workers because yeah. well, then he can like those, throw I, out I'm anything. You know, in a room, I'm a dispatcher oh, now, here. so yeah. I but I, we never really got anything. You know, they have a uh, yeah. You know, I, I want to say it was just the areas you were in. You know, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to take yeah. nothing. You know, people always are like, you know, you got to watch what you're doing and stuff. So. Just like it was my job, you know. <laughs> what's the uh, uh, what's the weirdest thing you've heard of from one of your colleagues that they found, like a streets oh. and say, like whether it was on the streets of Chicago or an alley oh, or we anything? Get, uh, you know, the occasional dead body in a garbage can, you know, and then we got, you know, they yeah. got to deal with that. And, oh yeah, wow! You know, you got to get a tow truck out there and uh, take it to the morgue and stuff like that, but. Uh, yeah, it must suck when you see that. You of, see, like, that. this is going to be a long yeah, exactly. day. This is going to be a full day. <laughs> <laughs> My day just got shot. Right. <laughs> shot like this guy. <laughs> All right, Brian. Well, thank you very much. That was a great story. We'll have you back again on the Blackout Times. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. 
And we're back at the Blackout Diaries. Sean Bear Flannery, CJ Sullivan. Uh, it was Brian who just left us. Very uh, funny story. He's off back to his job in waste management. I just want to get more details on waste management, I think, in the <laughs> Chicago <know>. land area. Because <laughs> you, you have to. So I also want to describe how Brian dresses. Brian, like, wears. He kind of dresses a lot like me, yeah. where he's got like, but he, he'll wear a t shirt, but he's always got like a nice sports jacket on, nice jeans, nice shoes. And um, it has to be one of those industries where everyone thinks you're a mobster after you say waste what management, you do for right? A Especially when you say Chicago. waste yeah. management, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever says, I get you don't want to say garbage man, you know, it's like you don't yeah. want to say stewardess anymore, you know, it's flight attendant. But when you say waste management, that just is the heaviness of, of the mob. It sounds like a no show job right. at some junkyard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Some fucking RV in the middle of a junkyard <laughs> that you don't show up for. Um, I do love. But yeah, we're talking. So, Brian, go ahead. No, I was just saying about garbage man in, in general itself too. It's such a funny job because yeah, you feel like the mob's involved. And it's it's just a job you don't mess with. Yeah. Because like, growing up, you're like, oh, you can be a garbage man, but you know not to mess with them because if they ever go on strike, we're fucked. Anytime, anytime oh, yeah. they go on strike, like you like like, like they control everything. <laughs> my, my neighbor swears by this. He tips our garbage man yes. like a case of scotch yeah. every year, and I'm like a case like that's a lot. He's like. I've thrown out washing machines. I've thrown out uh, car engines. Right. I just leave it out there, and he takes everything right. away. He saved me thousands of dollars in cleanup costs. Yeah. You know, society falls apart if they ever stop doing their job. That's for sure. I mean, it's just there's chaos in the streets. It's the other thing. I uh, one last thing I garbage people. Yeah. Do, but one thing I do kind of respect is there is this unwritten. Uh, uh, sort of admiration we have, or at least acknowledgement, how important they are. Because when anyone else goes on strike and we hear their salary, and you're at a bar, you always hear like, "What? Fucking teachers get a hundred thousand right. dollars? That's bullshit." But then whenever you hear it about garbage men, you're like, "What?" And then you're like, "Well, yeah. that's a tough job. Yeah, it's not a job. <laughs> it's not a job I want to do at all." No one yeah. ever is like, well, "I'll do that." Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not getting up. <laughs> 6 a.m. and dealing with garbage all day. Backbreaking <laughs> physical work that right. stinks yeah, that's, all day that's long. Literally refuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so that was great. So um, we were talking about uh, we were talking about not quite a but like the sober curious in the beginning of the, mm-hmm. which is a cult, yes. which is a culture, and then we were here on sober October. And what a slap in the face that is! It, it's and the people that dabble in it. It's become what, a what do people like? Yeah, like I feel you can speak to this better than me. But like, is there like in the recovery community? I know you don't do AA, right. but like I wonder. Like they have to be pissed about sober curiosity in AA. Yeah, well, there's 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 some there's some people who want more options. Like the whole thing because they have you yeah. see like mocktail bars and stuff like that. And there's mm-hmm. something like like don't stop stop insulting us with this, you know, and dabbling in it. Like, oh, does this remind you of a day that you used to like to do? Like, no. I don't, yeah. like, I don't. Why didn't you just do what I'm doing? I only have two and I go right. home. I Why you, didn't you think about that? Yeah, the, the thing we, the thing we, the thing we don't miss is not the, it's not the $18 for a drink. That's all we miss. And that's what they're recreating with these like worlds. Like, ah, oh, come in. We'll make you, we'll make you a lot of sugar in this drink. There's no alcohol in it, yeah. but you can spend $14 and, uh, and I, and act like you're doing something, and that's what they recreate everything without them again. That's not that's not what we we want to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, like you said, they call them in, in the AA world. I think they call them normies. What you're talking normies. about, people okay. that can go out and drink and have a couple of drinks and go home, yeah. and then they talk about mm-hmm. it. And they're the ones that, that that this culture. It seems like this sober curious world is for the ones who are like, oh, I just want to see if I have a problem. Yeah, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. 
and um, just, they think it's a fun, like it's a little adventure, you know. Like, oh, we'll try yeah. without like, alcohol. And you were talking about the like, there's like, a bunch of apps that you do where you can. It's all about. Oh yeah, I have a lot down. of and like a lot of neighbors are using mm-hmm. those. You know, um, I, I think the most popular one is an app called Reframed. But what you're supposed to do. Is uh, And they claim it's developed by all these psychologists and that the way it works, it really helps you. But you're supposed to like enter how many you're supposed to like, I think, like start with a weekly plan on how many drinks you want to stay under per day or per week. And then you check in each beer and it's like rating what and it's giving you like feedback on how you're doing. Which doesn't sound like an app that an actual alcoholic no. can use. And I, I, yeah, or just an actual drinker. Like for, we don't. Yeah. First of all, we don't want to put anything on paper. Anything that's just with the confront of any actual. My wife thinks I'm in a separate city right now. Okay, <laughs> I do not want to use this phone to track everything. Yeah, I'm not here for documentation of what's going inside my body right now. And this is this can only happen to these people that have like one or two drinks and then you know and. and like turn it off or whatever like just just word moderation and, and the goal is like moderate like well if we could do anything in moderation this this wouldn't we wouldn't need you we wouldn't exactly. need a fucking like when, whenever they brag about their success rate on these apps i'm like of course right because only the kind of people the only person that that app would make sense to is somebody who almost has it under control right now already <laughs> right. You, you know like I, I, you want to do a real study give that app go down to rossi's at seven in the morning when it opens <laughs> in downtown chicago yeah. and give everyone there that app and see how well they do for a week i would like you said i would love to see an actual an actual bar fly or alcoholic Punching in their drinks at the bar, <laughs> like like getting into sixteen, seventeen. You know, the, the, Fred, the, was that a double or a triple? <laughs> what did I? I got I got to log it as two if it's a double. I have count points here. Yeah, the app will just call the cops on you. I think. <laughs> it's just like do not drive, do not drive. Although maybe there'd be a value in that. It just tells you, right? Uh, this would be a cool thing if it does have this, and I doubt it does. But if it would be nice, like if you had an Apple Watch or something like that, mm-hmm. where you could be like, you have another beer, and it's like, hey, I just want you to know, like the next one is where a hangover starts. Yeah, right. That's a good uh, point. And then you know, you know, and the, the next one is where this starts. You know, the the next one's where you get in a fight with your wife. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, <laughs> so up to you. Right. But, but none none of that would stop you either. If you if anything, you see that as a, no. as a challenge. Oh really? <laughs> you think I can't handle this one? I'll, I'll prove it to you, machine. You know, and you knock it back. <laughs> no, it would. I, I don't believe it would modify behavior, but I, I like it as like an oracle that just warned you, mm-hmm. and you didn't listen to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, you're gonna you're gonna order a pizza after this one. I'm telling you. <laughs> you're gonna... Um. That is funny. So, so the not so that sober cures is becoming a culture, I guess. Whatever the, the mocktails. Mm-hmm. There was a whole festival. I remember in DC, we had someone talk <clears> about that. And uh, there's bars popping up, and it's, it's weird. Yes, and it's Chicago's uh, first uh, exclusively non-alcoholic bar just opened. It's insane. Well, the, so the non-alcoholic yeah. beer uh, um, market is exploding now. They're doing liquor as well too, which I. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, I was the same way I was with beer. Why, what's the point of it? You know. And then, like you yeah. realize, it's more for a social thing. And then, and the beer, sure. The, the alcohol, I still, I'm, the liquor, I'm like, I still don't really. I get it if you want to make the drink and have yourself a drink, but you're still just, you're still just lying to yourself, basically. <laughs> With the, like, if you're I making, have a buddy who, 
Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, buddy if you're making a fake gout. Manhattan, you know what I mean? Oh, gout. So, yeah. he's, he does whiskey. so that's what that. he did. So he bought a, uh, a fake bottle of whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I remember he, it was funny because he posted like on Facebook, like, hey, you can't drink any whiskey for N number of months. I have the gout, you know. He, not, he was, as most people who get the gout, wasn't doing things in moderation, <laughs> you know, I would say. You know? <laughs> um, so now he's like really upset, but he's like, okay, maybe this will make it easier. Right. And I think that, you know, they must have shifted or something. I can't remember the name of the company. The next day he has a post. This is free for pickup on my porch for anybody who wants it. <laughs> so it's like the worst right. tasting, <laughs> terrible liquid he ever had. Yeah, they're, they're still catching up when it comes to liquor. You know, well, first of all, because liquor yeah. never tastes good, period, anyway. It's yeah, liquor. Exactly. It's poison. You know what I mean? It's a, not a, you, you need mixers for it to taste good. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. Sh- sure, yeah, you miss the taste of it, but you really just miss, you miss the taste of alcohol is what you miss when you're drinking yeah. straight liquor, mm-hmm. and which is what I drink. And then, but I'm saying now that I it's funny because the, but the non-alcoholic beer world in the last like five years or so, uh, the technology's gotten so much better and it's actually pretty good. Now we we're growing up, yeah, you know, it's like O'Doul's and Coors Cutters or whatever the hell it was, you know, and they're awful, and uh, which mm-hmm. which I kind of respect actually. It's funny because now. All of the alcohol companies have them, and they're good, like Heineken Zero, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like O'Doul's, which I kind of respect, hasn't changed their formula once. <laughs> they're still the same terrible tasting non alcoholic beer they were in the 80s and 90s. And I, I respect it because, you know what? This, this should be painful. It should remind you that, hey, you're not drinking for a reason, you know? You're not supposed to be enjoying this thing. <laughs> Yeah. So sometimes when they have you either are you are a few you are a few days removed from a major surgery or you (laughs) fucked up your life and that's how you came to meet us. (laughs) Okay. And you deserve everything you're dealing with. Right. So we're gonna give you some tough love and get you through this, but we're not gonna we're not gonna coddle you. You know. And we um because you you because now I go to bars. You do it for more for social, so people don't ask you questions. You know, and you feel you feel like you fit in more with the non-alcoholic. Beers that taste good, and it's funny because I, I I think I drink more beer now that I don't drink than I did when I did drink because like it's kind of like I'm ordering all the different ones like, and I liked I liked beer fine but I w- wouldn't be my go to it'd be you know like whiskey or whatever, um, but then they do taste so good and then you drink like five or six of them like at a bar you're like well, what am I doing now you're just throwing down <laughs> like fucking these empty calories for no yeah, reason exactly. you're just knocking them back and then you're getting lightheaded like well this is this can't be good either. That's why that's why I respect the O'Doul's. It's one and that's it. You're not getting a second one. <laughs> well, and it's interesting you bring that up, uh, CJ, because that matches what a lot of the brewers and owners behind these non-alcoholic mm-hmm. beers are saying. Like this is uh, an interview with Athletic. Athletic I, I, is the top ath- top, I'd say, NA brewery out there. It has to be right because they're also doing like not only are they because they went beyond O'Doul's and they're doing like craft. Yeah, they do. They uh, do. Uh, there's IPAs, like IPAs out there. Stouts, I had a Guinness the yeah. other day that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the Athletic does all kinds of ones, and they're, and they're really good. But um, but yeah, they do all kinds of. And he I- says IPAs. that what you basically said. He said when we started Athletic Brewery in 2017, we were told that consumers weren't asking 
for non-alcoholic beer and there was no demand for it. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that the industry never delivered a product worth demanding. Uh, that's our CEO, uh, Schufelt. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true because like you like the whole time, like you know they had the technology this entire time oh, to yeah. make a good one. They just didn't care. They're like, well, no one wants this, right? Why the hell would they even want it? <laughs> and now that they found out that, oh, right, actually people would buy it. And it's not even people like who are just dead sober. Some people like it's just good to throw in the, the mix even if like a night of drinking like if you like to like you know if you know you're going to drink eight beers you throw one of those in the middle in there it slows you down if anything you know oh totally um yeah and they really do taste good now like i'll have mm-hmm. them some nights too because like, like there is something about like just it's the end of the day absolutely i just w- want to relax i want to drink something but right. i actually don't want to get drunk today you know yeah, so right but you want <laughs> something that says a job well done Complete just the correct. <laughs> they are a uh worth several hundred millions of dollars now. They're based out of San Diego. This is it's like kind of insane what they're worth now. Mm-hmm. Um I do think it'd be interesting to go to the brewery. Yes. In the sense that I, I couldn't imagine what a, uh, a a brew tour looks like at a sober brewery. <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> remembering the tour. Right. Actually interested in how the process is made. Because the regular breweries, yeah. like we said before, like I don't give a fuck about your process. Just get me to the tasting, please. <laughs> you know, like I'll, I put up with it. Oh, that's it. okay. You got the hops and the barley and you wake that. Okay. The next room, can we get, is that where we get to the uh, taste? <laughs> Here they're actually asking questions. Um, yeah, that would be really interesting to check that out. Um, oh. and then this is a, uh, th- on the same article, this is some of the stats on our growing sober curious nation okay. and some of these stats. Um, so 95% of Americans now know about alcohol free drinks, which I find hilarious. Apparently yeah. that's a big mo. Uh, 20 years ago, we didn't even know it existed. <laughs> you just had to get drunk if you were at a party. <laughs> I will say when I order a, a, a non-alcoholic beer, like in Chicago especially, you know, the bartenders there, they never know where it's at. Like where it's located. And that's, that's what's part of the fun when I do it. Like, ooh, non-alcoholic cheese. I'll check the basement and then like they'll go down like for 10 minutes. They come back like bleeding. Oh, I found this in one of the old cellars, you know, like the old owner called. I called the old owner. He said there was some back here, you know, and then I... <laughs> Then I'm like, oh, how much are you? And like, oh, I, I can't good conscience charge you for whatever the hell it is. <laughs> um, this is hilarious. So this right now, this is how we boil down. In 2023, mm-hmm. uh, our sober, curious nation, 24% uh, in this survey said they do not drink alcohol, period, which seems yeah. pretty high. 45% yeah. said they are interested in going to a sober bar. A twenty-eight percent people. Twenty-eight percent of people have said they've tried to break up with alcohol, mm. and then thirty-four percent of people are trying to drink less. How many trying to drink less? Thirty-four percent, which which I love. Yeah, like like they're like, isn't that a good sign? I'm like, that's what everyone says. I know that seems. <laughs> matter of fact, that seems low. I like the people answering no. I'm not. I'm doing just fine. I'm My relationship to with alcohol is perfect. Yeah, I'm trying to crank it up. Perfect, if any, or if I need anything. to add yeah, it up. I need yeah. to add it up. I've been, sl- I've been slagging behind, checking my app here. I've been really slowing down. 
I mean, we always say you're trying yeah, to drink less. Who, who doesn't you know? at least say it on a, on a poll? Yeah, no, of course I want to cut back a little bit, you know? get a little. I wanted to write that novel. I want to do a it's lot like of things. It's like when somebody goes, are you patriotic? Everyone says, oh, sure, I'm patriotic. You know, you just you, you say it. You know, right. it doesn't even mean anything. Um, 39% say they wish there were more sober bars in their area. Hmm. Yeah, well, I guess I that mean, surprises I, me. That is surprising. That's weird. I think, although, again, these are surveys being answered. I think people are kind of jo- yeah. <laughs> like joking around. Uh, were, were they were they interviewing purely sober people for that? Because I can't imagine what alcohol, uh, probably, what, what normal person would want. It's so I can't. When I say normal, I mean people that we hung out with. Like, yeah, you know what? Was yeah. one. Uh, I want more annoying people there. I want people that remembers everything and that uh, and then judge me. I want more people to judge me when I'm at a bar and uh, have moral superiority against me. Do you know what would be interesting though is to watch a sports game mm-hmm. in a sober bar where people like aren't lividly angry, like yes. irrationally right, angry. Right, right. You know, uh, they're not doing ridiculous theories. Uh-huh. You know, like. Um, claiming this was rigged or something like that yeah. you know that might be kind of interesting that would be right just just a rational sports bar <laughs> <laughs> like we the bar i used to go to when i was at the university of akron mitch's lounge which i've talked about on the podcast but that uh you would watch browns games there sometimes they had chicken wire in front of the tv yeah like that that, that they were like we can't show the browns to these right. people that's these drunks and not I'm- not fortify the tv we've always said that's how right that's how a good dive bar should uh, they should never have a fancy t- if they have a tv at all it should never be fancy and it should be behind some kind of mm-hmm. bars or something like that because someone's going to throw something at it during a game during the bears <laughs> game or something like that you know <laughs> it's in the line of fire but um we speaking of the sober show the sober bars though there are, uh, I don't know if there's, there's no recovery bars, but I know we did a show recently in Chicago, and there was a recovery show right across the, right across the way at yes. the Lincoln Lodge from, and recovery, if you don't know, is a term for AA, when they say, and uh, Brian is in recovery, that's what they say, they're in recovery, which is the program of AA, which, um, okay, and uh, and they, so they have groups, and they do, they do events, you know, and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're a lot, because they, AA is a lot. I I I uh, when I, when I first started drinking, I dabbled in there. Just I didn't really do any of the steps, but it's just it's 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 a good community thing, and I get and I get why people do it, you know. But then I eventually got out of it. Um, they expect a lot of people who are not in AA, <laughs> like to to adhere to what their rules are and stuff like that, you know. And like, like now that we are recovery. This is our list of demands you know, for a show. Like all right, relax, you know, like. <laughs> We, we, you know, with the fucking trigger, like the world is out there. They they want like everything removed from the world. It almost seems, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> but and as, as you say, it it, get, it gets weird with a lot of people. It's like uh, they they don't say it's religious, Sean, but they say it's spiritual, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. so it's very spiritual. They say that's our first step, right? right? You have to admit there's a higher power. But there's a higher power, and you're not in control. You know, blah blah blah, which is all fine, and I get it. And they do great things, but what? But it's so funny because they know. I feel like they know the alcoholic mindset, or at least the drunk mindset. Mm-hmm. You know that a lot of us come from religion, and we're like, who are very cynical people. You know, like, well, I, you know, I'm an atheist. You know, I grew up Catholic. Trust me. There's nothing you can tell me about <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been there with them. You know, and uh, it's all yeah. bullshit. You know, <laughs> and then so, but so they know that they're like, well, no, 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 it's not, it's not God. You know, it's just a higher power. It could be anything you want. <laughs> You can make you make your own higher power. 
That's their, literally their rule. <laughs> Choose it. What, what's the point yeah. in your life? Baseball? All right. Baseball is your higher power. Like, what <laughs> Baseball's <else>? your god. <laughs> yeah. Baseball's your god now. How the fuck does that work? You can't just choose your own god. <laughs> <laughs> pray. You can pray to that God, you know, yeah. in summer, summers, uh, and up until right. the first two weeks of November sometimes, yeah. you know. Uh, baseball's there. Baseball's listening. Just write, yeah, just write how your, grat- your, you know, your gratitudes for uh, the double play and uh, the pitch clock, if you will, you know. All things, all things you're grateful for. <laughs> Baseball, forgive your sins. Um, yeah, that's that's a little. Yeah, well, I think, and that's why you know, it's my uncles who all quit drinking in mm-hmm. like their thirties and forties. Uh, that's why they couldn't do AA. It's just because yeah. they had such a bad experience with the Catholic. They're like, listen, I still go to fucking mass because I have to, but I ain't gonna attend <laughs> two mass like environments. Right, two yeah. mass. Well, and in Cleveland, at least, they would meet in the basement of a church too, which would make it doubly worse. Yeah, for you sure. Know? You go to church. There's a, there's a there's a you know there's coffee there and whatnot, and there's some hard trodden people. I've gone to a place, and you hear some good stories. I'll, I'll admit that you hear some fun, you hear some great downtrodden sure. stories. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some flaws. I mean, they're all there. They're all support. Everyone's supporting each other. And it's a communal thing, which is important. Um, but since it's free, and they're all they're just giving themselves, they're just giving themselves like this amateur therapy, you know, and then it helps. It. And then they yeah. take that therapy and they put it out in the world and they throw it upon you. Well, this is your problem. This is what I was. Di- well, wait a minute. Who's, who's diagnosing you with this, Carl? Carl, the fucking mechanic, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who got who got into a car wreck and it was court ordered, and all of a sudden he's yeah. telling you these, these issues. How does this work? <laughs> I do like we we were talking about how like uh, if people think it's a disease, alcoholism is a disease or right. not. It is certainly the only disease that laymen feel they can um, identify in other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like I, no one would ever be like, oh, you know, right. I, I think you have uh, pancreatic cancer, you know, based on what I'm seeing yeah. from you. Yeah, well, were you shaking? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's obvious Parkinson's. I'd, I'd rip yeah. that up. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, diagno- they, they love diagnosing those diseases. But, yeah, it's um, – when I say people, like, we – we technically consider it a disease, but no one actually believes it. It's like uh, it's yeah. almost like uh, women teachers when they have sex with their with their male student. You know, it's 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 kind of the opposite of like when the when the male if a male teacher did that to a girl, like yeah, 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 yeah. it's technically rape, but also good job, kid. You know, we still kind of give it that <laughs> that wink, yeah. wink. You know, that's getting a little bit better, but like you know, and then like they so AA does the thing they 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 bully you, and, and then it, it is kind of a cult. It's weird. It's, it's definitely weird. Like they make up terms. I was telling you before. Like, like dry drunk is a nice term. They love. They and they like scold you and they yell at you when when you like try to leave. We well, are just a dry drunk, which is a term they made up. That means if you're if you're actually sober, but you don't do it their way by going to their meetings and providing you know going the whole thing. I'm like oh and I. And I was like, so that's a term you made up that doesn't exist. That means if you don't do it our way, then you're completely wrong. You don't find that problematic <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> like, no, that's what, uh, well, and that's that's what Bill thing said. That makes it that's seem what like, Bill said in the great book. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck's I mean, Bill? that's another thing that, in my opinion, makes it seem like a religion where it's like it, it's 100% got to be our way mm-hmm. with no deviations, right. you know, um, no mistakes, no deviations. Yeah. Um, you, you know what I was thinking of when we were talking about how the meetings are in church uh, a couple weeks ago? I don't know if you remember Ben Gerber. He's been on the podcast and the show before. He was the guy where the bouncer tore his license in half. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he got addicted um, 
to cocaine. And mm-hmm. I don't think he would mind me telling this because mm-hmm. he told it on the show. But so in it, it, he dealt with it and he started going to uh, Narcotics Anonymous, I yeah. believe. Yeah. But like a lot of these support groups, they meet in like the bottom of like a huge church and there's like 10 different meetings going on. <laughs> and he, the first day he goes into the wrong door and he goes into Overeaters Anonymous. Yeah, and yeah. he's like Ben's like basically this super skinny. Right coked up attic at the time you know? <laughs> like what in the fuck are you doing in here? are you mocking like, us yeah that's hilarious <laughs> i like the idea of going into the wrong group right and just sitting there for a while i also like a group i like, I like how the anonymous group you just got tagged on to everything you know what i mean i guess that is the, the, yeah. cru- the crux of the alcoholics i get you know the whole thing but then you go to someone like overeaters anonymous it's, it's hard to be anonymous in an overeaters group <laughs> they're not really blending in with everyone else but a lot of the, the a lot of them that read it on their face of exactly what they're there for, you know. <laughs> there should be anonymous groups for everything, Absolutely. you know. Like, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, like grandmas who are always installing computer viruses and like have to call their sons, <laughs> you know, like bad computer users, anonymous. Like, like every yeah. every mistake that society deals with, there should be an anonymous group. <laughs> bad drivers, anonymous, maybe I don't know. Bad drivers, I'm. That brings a full circle with uh, Brian's story. That's what happened to him. Maybe alcohol wasn't his problem. He drove yeah. into a school bus. You're <laughs> just a bad driver, yeah, buddy. Yeah, he was just a bad driver. So it wasn't the problem whatsoever. What was the problem whatsoever? And you never knew it because you were always so drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you were on high alert so that you wouldn't yep. get a DUI, minding your P's and Q's. It actually made you a better driver. <laughs> now you got to own it. Like you were saying earlier, now you got to own Now that you're sober, you got to own the consequences. Yeah. We were also saying, right, exactly. We were, I know we were saying beforehand about this... Uh, Especially, uh, we meet a lot of comics, you know, who are who do go to recovery and who are addicts, whatever. But they were, um, they not that they use it as excuse, but they were assholes first, and then they the drugs <laughs> and alcohol just fit in conveniently. Oh, well, I was an addict. Yeah, yeah you were an addict, but you were also an asshole before, during, and afterwards. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. You just happened to have, pick up an addiction while you're at it. <laughs> oh, completely. And and they're always. Not only do they do all that, like they want the, like, hey, and I've always been upfront about my objection, uh, addictions right. and, you know, how I behaved. And it's like, yeah, but haven't you noticed you're only telling the stories of when you were an asshole from back when you were on drugs? And I just saw you act like an asshole 48 hours ago. <laughs> right. And somehow that story isn't being repeated. <laughs> you know? Well, that's part of my journey. I'm getting through. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with things <laughs> in proper ways. Oh, you're still lashing out on us, but okay. <laughs> we uh, probably i think we're coming up on an hour here aren't yeah we? yeah we've, uh, we've gone we actually think long about wrapping this up yeah we've actually gone long that's gonna do it for today's blackout diaries sean besides the friday night shows at the lincoln lodge live at 10 o'clock of the blackout diaries what else you got going on you can get my book at seanbearflannery.com places i can't return to is the book available everywhere um and i also have a live show the friday after thanksgiving in cleveland ohio in lakewood at the mercury music lounge so mm. come there too if you're in the uh northeast ohio area yes where can you get tickets for that your site do you have a link uh, on your site or your socials? that's on the uh, eventbrite or you can get it on my website as well and my, adam burke is also performing with me so it'll be uh, it'll be a good show oh wow and that's the day after thanksgiving 
Day after Adam Burke is going to come have Thanksgiving with the Flannery, what? stay with my family. Well, yep, a, driving out with me and the kids. Um, oh my God, you're bearing the lead. We might here. even be like two single dads yeah. because Joss might be getting a surgery that week, oh and it's just Burke Lord. and I and the kids. You Burke uh, and driving the kids, you have to have a camera inside this minivan. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is amazing. <laughs> We'll definitely check that out. Wait for the documentary that comes out to this. Um, that's that's incredible. I can't get past that visual. Um, I besides my other podcast, the Bottom Line Bombs, a man in a box. Subscribe to that. Make sure you, or of course, subscribe to here to Blackout Tires. Give us some five star reviews if you can, and write write whatever you want, but make sure it's five stars for the algorithms, and uh, tell fifty thousand of your friends. Other than that, follow us on the socials: Instagram, Twitter, CJ Sullivan underscore Sean Ben Flannery. Um, that's about it. And uh, yep. Go check we'll it talk out. to you next week. I like that for our catchphrase to leave. That's your bad note. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's it. We'll see you next week.